guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everybody needs help every once in a while for different things and when it comes to help with your business there are so many options available it becomes mind-boggling really so how do you know who or where to go when you do need that help that is the topic for today's episode hey hey and welcome to this episode of connections coffee and confidence with me janice On this podcast, we talk about everything messaging, strategic communications, and content creation. So whether you're creating content for your business or as your business, I know you'll find something in these episodes to help you succeed. Problems. I know, it's not really the thing to call them problems anymore. With all the mindset chit-chat, it's all about challenges, right? Well, whatever you want to call them, and however you might feel about them, they need to be managed. Often these issues arise because we arrive at a place in our business or in our life, and we realize that we're missing a key skill set, or we're missing the willpower to do something, or the understanding simply hits that we are only one person with an entire life to live, and we just need some help. All of these are valid reasons to hire outside assistance. Without the appropriate help when we need it, we are sometimes stuck. Whether you run your own business as a solopreneur or even if you have a small team, if you don't have the knowledge, skills, willpower, or the time to do what needs to be done, you're not moving anywhere. And you're probably losing ground. That can cause a loss to us professionally and impact your bottom line. It can impact growing or even just starting your business. Like we go into business because we're good at something and there's a need for that thing. But how many people have you heard say, this is not what I went into business to do? Or I do it, but I don't know how to start a website, accept online payments, write a blog post, set up my email, create an invoice, you get the idea. 
A lot of these things you can find in a YouTube and a podcast and a freebie or an online course. But again, all of them require you to take the initiative to do the learning and then the work. And sometimes that just isn't practical. And what if the thing that you can't do is create a strategy or write an email sequence or bookkeeping or move out of your comfort zone? The same person who can help you create a website is not necessarily the person who can set up an email or even schedule the sequence for you. Everyone has a niche, a specialty, which is fantastic because that means you can get very targeted and specific help with your issue. But when it comes to titles, things start to get a bit murky. And I find that when you look at some people's websites or consume their content, it can become overwhelming trying to decide if that person or company is a good fit for what you actually need. Some people are brilliant at writing their own copy, or they've hired someone who is. And the danger of good copy, well written, is that it can be incredibly persuasive to someone who's already looking for help from a position of overwhelm or frustration. In other words, to someone who is susceptible to a well-placed pitch. Now this isn't to say that those people aren't good at what they do. They just may not be who you need to solve your particular problem. And neither of you might not know that until you've started working with them because maybe what you thought was your issue wasn't actually your issue or maybe the other person isn't experienced enough to do a thorough intake. Or they might know, but not be scrupulous enough to say so. In either way, it's the potential for that situation that can actually stop people from getting help when needed, leading to further frustrations and financial repercussions. So today I want to discuss the differences between an agency, a consultant, and a coach, as these are the terms that are most often used when people give themselves a title, so you can be better informed when you need to choose a direction. And nothing I say here is going to be written in stone as applying to everyone who uses whichever title, by the way. There are no title police. It's not me. They don't exist. No one really manages who uses which title. These are just guidelines, so you can narrow your search a bit or have a better idea of what type of person you're looking for. And if you really like a person based off of a personal relationship or from their online persona, please get into a conversation with them and find out more for yourself. These are just the general guidelines. So with that caveat out of the way, let's look at agencies first. Oxford Languages defines an agency as a business or organization established to provide a particular service typically one that involves organizing transactions between two other parties. And really, I think that's about the best definition of an agency that I've found. Think about it. A PR agency organizes your messaging and promotions and acts as the go-between for you and the media, with employees, with industry personnel, with whoever your other audiences are. So in other words, they manage the transactions with these audiences on your behalf. An advertising agency manages the ad creation and the placement on your behalf. 
You can niche down even further and look at Facebook ad agencies or ones that focus solely on digital marketing. And don't forget funnel agencies who will create, implement, and manage your funnels for you if you operate an online business. You can even hire a detective agency, but now I'm getting a bit off track. An agency typically handles a really large chunk of work focused around a single topic or a defined project. They usually have on staff a set of specific skills, which are then combined to manage your project from start to the agreed upon finish. You'd be more likely to go to an agency if you had a large campaign or a really pivotal project that has the potential to make you a lot of money if it goes well or cost you a lot if it goes wrong and requires the manpower to go with it. Agencies don't tend to be cheap, but reputable ones are well worth the money, especially when you take into consideration the peace of mind that comes with being able to hand the project over to qualified professionals. Not to mention the time that it frees up for you to focus on what you are really good at and of course, the results. If you hire an agency, you can typically expect a streamlined process, a lot of knowledge about the project, and great communication. After all, these are the experts. They should be well-versed in explaining how everything works. You can also expect to be billed every 15 or even five minutes. And that is a true story, unless you get a package or agree a flat fee. Now, coaches are a little less clear. It feels like almost everyone calls themselves a coach these days, with lots of schools pumping them out. Sometimes there's no reason for someone to call themselves a coach. It just is what everyone else is doing, and they don't know what else to call themselves. So, coach it is. Now, this isn't to poop on coaches. I'm just trying to be clear that there are many who have adopted the title without knowing fully what that means. The general definition of a coach is someone who helps others improve themselves through support and encouragement. There tends to be a philosophy that people know the answer to their issue, they just need help finding it and understanding it so they can action it. If you talk to coaches about what they do, or if you do a little digging around the internet, a recurring theme is around asking the best or most powerful questions at the right time. You'll find a lot of mention of the word empowerment too. Coaches are the people who will work with you through a change you wanna make, one that typically takes time and sustained practice or effort to accomplish. For example, there are weight loss coaches who will help you create new habits and the same can go for your business. You can have mindset coaches, money coaches, sales coaches, pretty much you name it. So if you want to learn a new skill, such as public speaking or writing, or if you want to achieve a stretch goal and you need someone to keep you accountable and walk you through the necessary steps, you would hire a coach. I always think of a coach as a handholder, although I know many who are strong in their stance and are just as likely to give you a well-placed boot up the butt as they are a hug, but that's down to the individual. Because you're working one-on-one or in a small group with a coach, you really want to make sure the personality match is a good one. 
how much will you want to put into practice something somebody you don't like has told you to do? And how much are you willing to tell someone that you don't feel safe with or confident about? How effective will they be when you can't be honest with them? When it comes to who uses the title, well, that's where the fog starts to roll in. There are registered bodies who require certification or some proof of expertise before a person can proudly proclaim themselves as a registered coach. But lots of people don't bother. And I'm not judging. I call myself a PR professional, but I've never become a registered member of the Public Relations Society of Canada. It happens. But I can back up my claims and that's what you want to watch out for when dealing with coaches and really with anybody. You won't necessarily expect someone who specializes in the area that you work in, more of the issue that you want to deal with. But when you work with a coach, you can expect to be presented with payment options according to their working practice. You can expect a process, a lot of questions and thinking or reflecting some processing and doing your own dang work. And the last on the list are consultants. This is the category I identify most with. It absolutely suits my personality and my skill set. That is a hint for people to stop DMing me about my coaching practice and how they can help me improve it. At first, I was really excited because I never used to get DMs and now, well, I'm not a coach. <laughs> okay. I'm still excited every time I see someone has DM'd me. The dopamine does get me every time. Anyway, according to flexjobs.com, a consultant is someone who provides expert opinion, analysis, and recommendations to organizations or individuals based on their own expertise. They're essentially fixers, serving as objective troubleshooters and providing strategies to prevent problems and improve performance. A consultant comes in to deal with a specific task, process, or a system. They don't really work with an individual on the individual. They work on the business. So when I work with someone in my capacity as a consultant, I'm not there to dig into why you can't find the words so you don't get stuck again. I'm there to ascertain the words that you need and how you can deliver them as naturally and comfortably as possible so you can get your result. For example... I've helped people define their next best step to reach their goals and walked them through the process, what to expect, but not done the work for them, not as a consultant. Now that said, sometimes a consultant will implement the recommended process or the system as part of their job. It depends on the consultant, what you need, and what you agree. A consultant is someone who has a specialty subject or a skill set and the education or the experience to back up their claim. They can often bring a fresh perspective. They can diagnose the issue and see the possible resolutions, work with you to find the one that suits you and your organization the best. You go to them when you have something specific that needs to be addressed, and you're often able to do the work yourself. You just need clarity on what the work actually is. You can also hire a consultant to do what is sometimes called the dirty work or the stuff that you don't want to do such as reviewing a process where you suspect someone might need to be laid off if you hire someone externally 
you can rely on them to be impartial and for their advice to be based on the facts. You can also sometimes hire a consultant to fill in a job temporarily, as in like work on a project or fill a position while you look for someone permanent. Now this can be pretty expensive, but if you need someone with the skill set, uh, you might not have much choice and it will only be temporary. When you work with a consultant, you can expect a focused approach with excellent communication. It's hard for you to work on a problem or implement a solution if you aren't clear on either. So it's imperative that this person is a communicator. You can expect clear recommendations and next steps to follow, and you can expect to be billed on a contract basis. Frankly, I love having a BDI in someone else's business. It's a wonderful thing to spot the opportunity or the gap and to know just how to fill it. I'm not a huge handholder, not even in real life except for my kids when they were little, and I love the ability to make a difference in someone's business in a clear and focused way. Because things are rarely 100% one way or the other, we can also be two things or a hybrid, right? I act almost as an agency when I deal with people's social media, for example. I work with the business owner to create the messaging and then create the strategy, the content, and manage its publication and monitor for trends, analyze the statistics. It's an ongoing process, not the one and done of a consultant. Which is why I was saying earlier that there really are no hard and fast rules. The guidelines suggest that an agency is more of a fuller service type of deal for a large project. A coach is for making a change in yourself or the way you do things over time. And a consultant is a pretty focused recommender of better ways and next steps. I hope this brought you some clarity on how to deal with the issue that you're currently facing or that you'll be better prepared to ask for help when the next challenge arises. And I wonder if maybe it's caused you to rethink what title you apply to yourself? If you'd like to work with me, pop me an email at janice at And if you just want more of this kind of communication from me, I encourage you to head to my website and sign up for my weekly email. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. If you know of anyone who might appreciate this information, please share it with them. And if you enjoyed it, a rating and review would, honestly, it's going to make you my most favorite person of the week. Those ratings and reviews make a huge difference in getting this independent podcast in front of new listeners. So thank you. And until next week, my friend, I hope you have a fan-freaking-tastic rest of your day. 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.